Hello and welcome to the Family Leaders Capital Connection, where we talk Iowa and national politics from a Christian perspective. My name is Daniel Sonny. With me is Chuck Hurley, Vice President and Chief Counsel. Um, Chuck, it was a big week, but the biggest news today is yesterday a video dropped revealing that teachers in Iowa public schools are intentionally circumventing the law against indoctrination. You know, it's almost too hard to believe, but watch the video that we will send you. Um, it's 11 minutes. It's 11 minutes of the most dynamic information that we could get at this stage in the session. And that's because school choice is holding up conclusion of the session. And this is all about school choice. Why do we need school choice? Because our school children in some school districts are being indoctrinated against their parents' wishes, but some parents don't have the means to move their child to a better setting. Also, let's talk a little bit about what was in that video. And so this was a, it was a sting operation from a group, um, Accuracy in Media, which I am not familiar with, that went into Iowa public schools and met with, it looks like mostly the diversity, equity, inclusion officers, and asked them how these uh, schools were reacting to a recent Iowa law that says you can't indoctrinate students into um, teaching critical race theory, uh, uh, that some races are inferior to others, um, those sorts of things. And these diversity, these, uh, these teachers in the public schools responded, well, we're just sidestepping that law and renaming a few things. Yeah, it, the, the level of audacity that you'll see in the video is astounding. These are our employees. We actually pay their salaries through your and my tax dollars. And they're thumb, not just thumbing their nose at us and parents, but they're actively breaking the law and admitting to it. They just are changing some words. And so um, it isn't just the family leader that's concerned or incensed. Um, the key legislators who ran HF 802, this law saying that the schools can't do this kind of deceptive indoctrination, um, Representative Holt is on the warpath. Uh, Speaker Pro Tem John Wills, who is in charge in the House of trying to get school choice passed, sent an email to his 59 House Republican colleagues showing them the video. Um, I'm sure the governor has seen the video. And our state leaders who are trying to protect the children of Iowa and empower the parents of Iowa to get a better education have just been mocked and poked in both eyes. And so uh, I don't know what all the fallout's going to be. We're simply asking you to A, be aware, B, to pray about it, and then C, if you feel called, to take some action. Mm -hmm. And we'll have a link to the video in the description of this. There's also a link to our action alerts. Please click through there. Uh, let your representative know what school choice means to you. So some of the things that, that these teachers said in this video, uh, they're renaming the 1619 Project. Um, they're using white privilege. They're just using a different term. And, and when one teacher was asked, are you still going to teach capitalism as racist? That teacher responded, absolutely. So check that out. It's, it's shocking. It's frightening. Um, and it needs to be dealt with by the legislature and by parents like you. Just to put a bow on this, um, both the people who did the video and the leaders in the Capitol, the governor and the Speaker Pro Tem and Representative Holt, 
all agree that the best solution for these kind of hijinks are to pass school choice. And so we believe the same at the family leader. We want to encourage you, if you've never contacted your representative or if you have, this is a critical time. This will help end the session well if we could get school choice passed through the House. So please contact the House of Representatives and let them know how you feel. Do it in a respectful way. They're not the enemy. They passed this good law last year, but now they're being mocked. And so just urge them to continue to stand up for families, for children, and to pass school choice. It's very simple, but yet, for whatever reason in the House of Representatives, it's been very hard up to this point. This may be the dam that is bursting. Well, and let's talk about that end of session, Chuck, yep. because uh, session was scheduled to end this week on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. It was the 100th day of session. Um, that is, uh, was supposed to be the last day of session, and, and we're still going. In fact, we're not quite sure what the end of session looks like. Tell us about overtime. Sure. I, I've been asked now for over 30 years, well, when's session going to get over? And the only accurate, true answer is, quote, when somebody blinks, unquote. In other words, the hardest issues get pushed back and back and back to the end of session. And right at the end of session, people are tired. They want to go home. The farmers want to plant uh, oats or corn. And the tension is very high over these last few remaining difficult issues. And so somebody on one side or the other has to say, okay, we'll agree with you and we'll pass the bills and we'll go home. So we're at that point where school choice being number one, somebody's going to have to blink and decide, okay, this is what we'll accept or we will walk away with nothing. And so... Um, Daniel, it's as simple as could be happening right now as we're taping this. The governor and the speaker and the Senate majority leader are working, working, working. Then they contact their members, the House members, the Senate members, and they try to get to yes on the last remaining issues, school choice being Exhibit A. So in practice, uh, really what overtime means is just legislators don't get per diem expenses anymore, and they don't have clerks to help them with emails. Otherwise... The work of the legislature carries on. Yeah, and they do go home for stints to go home and plant corn or whatever. Um, while the top leaders are wrestling through these things, they do a lot now through uh, conference calls, Zoom mm -hmm. calls, emails. But once an agreement is reached on these difficult issues, then they'll all come back to town. They'll gavel in, they'll pass the bills, and they'll end session. Okay. And, uh, and how long, Chuck? You said uh, when somebody blinks, is that, is that next week or, or uh, June 30th? That's what everybody wants to know, and I can't tell you. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know when somebody's going to get worn out or tired or whether this video might convince those last two or three or four votes in the House to say, okay, we're being mocked. Let's go ahead and get this mm -hmm. done. Um, I will tell you, as a leg former legislator and a lobbyist now for 20-some years, I have been at the Capitol until June 30th, June 29th, I think, and then it went into the wee hours on June 30 uh, before somebody blinked. Mm -hmm. So uh, July 1st is typically seen as the must-pass deadline because the new budget year starts mm -hmm. July 1st. So I would guess by late June we'll be done. Mm -hmm. But I'm also guessing that it'll probably be sooner than that. That's only happened once. Mm -hmm. Well, there is some good news this week, though, Chuck. We did have a good bill that passed through the Senate. Mm -hmm. It had already passed through the House. 
Uh, it passed unanimously through the Senate, 47-0. Mm -hmm. As you know, this was an abortion coercion bill, attempted abortion. It was a response to a bad Iowa Court of Appeals case where a man beat his wife, he threatened her, he forced her to have an abortion. And he was convicted on, I believe, three counts of coercing a woman to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. And then the Iowa Court of Appeals uh, said, well, we don't really think the law means what what you guys thought at the lower court, and we're going we're gonna to reverse those convictions. It was a really bad case. It was a brutal case. Mm -hmm. And this law says, no, it is a crime to attempt an abortion on a woman who doesn't want an abortion. And so this isn't the end of the pro-life movement. We need to protect every woman yeah. and every child. But until we can, this is a law that can at least protect some. So yes. we're, we're thankful to see that pass unanimously in both the House and the Senate. Mm -hmm. uh, thankful for Representative Salmon and Wolf for supporting, uh, for uh, sponsoring this bill in the House and for Senator Taylor for guiding it through the Senate and look forward to the day when we can protect all women and all unborn children from abortion. Yeah, it was the rare moment under a sharply divided um, government that we have. There's a lot of pro-abortion lawmakers, unfortunately, it's a rare moment when they came together and recognized, yeah, this uh, forcing somebody to have an abortion should be criminalized. So, yeah, it was a good moment. Mm -hmm. And we do still have another life priority outstanding, the mom's bill, which would fund, fund life-affirming care for pregnant women and, and young mothers. Uh, that bill still needs to move through the House. It's in budget negotiations right now. Um, so please be praying. Please contact your representatives about that. There will be a link to our action alerts. Thank you all for listening. Chuck, thank you for being here. If you'd like to learn more about The Family Leader, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com. You can follow us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, subscribe to our legislative updates if you want to hear more from us at the Capitol. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a project of The Family Leader and The Family Leader Foundation and is only possible through the generous support of our donors. If you would like to partner with us in our work, please visit thefamilyleader.com slash donate.